Good evening. Welcome to the Round the Table with Claude and Daniel COVID Home Stay at Home Edition. Tonight, Claude's on the other end of the phone call. We're doing this remotely because we're not allowed to do this together at the moment. We took a little break. We had a few other things we were trying to get ready and done. So, Claude, welcome back. Welcome, welcome. Um, look, man, there's no use to lying. You know, you're sitting right opposite me. <laughs> just, <laughs> nah, just kidding, just kidding. Uh, yeah, welcome, man. Uh, good to finally be back. Uh, unfortunately, it's in these circumstances, but it doesn't matter. As they say, the show must go on, and uh, we've left it way too long, I think. We so, have. I mean, we've had a lot going on with our businesses and our family, our lives, but we're back at yeah, it. Absolutely. And uh, now Claude's, so we could do this. Claude's got a setup at home. I've got a setup at home and we're, uh, yep. we're doing this remotely, which it's taken us the last sort of, we've had 10, 15 minutes of mucking around trying to get these nice. So the voices sound right and you guys get a bit of quality. Yeah, that's right. So we will, we will uh, eventually, I guess, um, get the audio and everything up to scratch, but this is our first time back. So let's, um, let's see how we go. And, uh, yeah, we'll start to do, I think what we were saying, we want to do probably smaller, uh, sort of like, I guess, quick quickies. <laughs> yeah, quickies I, think, uh, I, think, I think we'll do half an hour, 45 minute episodes. We're going to try for at least one to two a week. Um, yep. you know, Make them fun, light, bit of topics. Shoot us some questions on the social media if there's something you'd like us to discuss or talk about. We're happy to sort of throw that in, drop your mention. Yeah, we'll, perfect. We'll and um, maybe, maybe we should just sort of, uh, I guess, give the audience a bit of a um, background on what this is all about, um, how we're going to, I guess, be doing this, the format, and uh, what, what topics we want to cover and don't want to cover. So, um, it's obvious that I don't think if you're anywhere in the world, you'd know there's a pandemic going on at the moment. There's a what? So, uh, yep, there's a pandemic. And unless you're in Mars, which these astronauts flew out, and I thought that's probably the best place to be right now. <laughs> probably just jump on that spaceship and head to Mars. But um, so I'm calling of, Elon <laughs> up, trying to get a lift out of here. <laughs> I know, right? I, I saw that and I thought, you know what? They're probably smart. You know, just get out of here. Um, the other thing was if I could be in a coma for six months and wake up <laughs> as if it was just a dream. But it's the reality. Um, unfortunately, you know, like our condolences to all those people who may have lost, you know, loved ones or going through some hard times at the moment. Um, it's not easy and we know that. Uh, so that's why this podcast is all about, I guess, having fun, um, making, you know, things, giving everyone uh, a bit of, light at the end of the tunnel, I think, so to speak. I so. think what we'll mention to the audience is before we did this tonight, we had a discussion that we wouldn't go too far down the COVID rabbit hole because there isn't a channel you can turn on, a thing you can see, um, news, mm. radio, people. It's first, second, third, fourth, fifth thing you see on the news. <laughs> like it is, yeah, it's consumed exactly. so much and it, it does take its toll on people. It makes people depressed, unsettled, uneasy. I mean, let's be honest, I'm in business, you're in business. I've had sleepless yeah. nights. We're a small business, like you know, majority of the people in Australia. Um, yeah, yeah, that uncertainty, not knowing if you are able to open your doors tomorrow morning, make money, keep, you know, put food on the yeah, fam- but- put food on the table for your family. It, it's yeah, it's been yeah. a, a daunting task. I mean, 
we, you know, if we go back six months ago, March, when this started, mm. I was overseas. I wasn't even in the country and we had to cut it, turn around That's and right. come back. We were on a work trip to do some things, which got cancelled and turned around and then came back and had to quarantine here at home. And uh, that was two weeks no, at home. No jogging. <laughs> No jogging for you. <laughs> uh, lucky it's, that's against my religion. But, um, yeah. but yeah, so we, we've, we've made the decision that this won't be a harped-on topic. It won't be, it may be mentioned in passing, but I don't think we're going to go down that rabbit hole with this podcast. It's not what it is. This podcast has always been news. Um, we could do sport, but that's kind of been killed a little bit at the moment. Um, yeah, that's right. Gadgets, toys, and oh. fun. So that's essentially what we're all about. Good times and yeah, just – right information and you know we'll talk about products that are coming and things that we like we will go back yeah. to cars we will talk about cars like we always do and we promise we won't harp uh, there's no guarantee for that on it as long as we normally <laughs> um, do yeah <laughs> but you know look uh it, it is it is it is hard times and exactly what you said you know wherever you turn it's uh all you're hearing is numbers and you know deaths and and how hard life is and, and all that and we we all know that and um i'm sure I don't think there's one person in Melbourne or the world that hasn't experienced some kind of um, downness, you know. Like, um, I know you and I are both upbeat kind of guys and we, we always like to see the light side of things. And, you know, we've had our, we've had our days where we kind of, you know, like you said, sort of staring into darkness and going, shit, what's, where do what's we out go, there, you know. Where do we go from here? I mean, look, <laughs> yeah, the thing we'll yeah. say today and we'll repeat over and over again. I think if you if you are feeling down or things aren't feeling great, reach out, talk to a friend. There's lots of professional help. There's Lifeline Beyond Blue. Yeah, ask right. for help. There is no shame in asking for it. Um, there's no point in I'm going this alone. Everybody's. We keep hearing everyone's in this together. Um, yeah, I yeah. think the easy way of saying it is there isn't a human on the planet Earth at the moment that has not been touched by the current circumstance and. That's unfortunate, but it's where we all are together at the moment. So it's okay That's to right. not be okay, I think, is the nice way of saying it. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And look, the, the actual, the, the number, the Lifeline Australia number is 131114. So it's 131114. So if you don't have anyone to talk to or you feel embarrassed maybe or anything like that, they're a great hotline and, you know, they, they do look out for everybody's best interest and, you know, it's um, this is. I think there's a lot more resonation to what's going to happen after all this, um, as opposed to what's actually happening right now. So, you know, just calling your 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 mates or you know your parents, just give them a call, say hey, how you doing? You know, um, I've, I've spoke to a, one of my mates, uh, Steve, who I hadn't spoken to in here for a while now, and um, we had a good chat today. And, you know, we talked, we touched on the topic, but it's just general sort of how you doing, how's your wife, how's you know, how the kids, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, just keeping it positive and keeping it real. So we won't. This will be probably the only time we'll sort of get into it. We won't even talk about our views uh, or opinions. Our own, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that look, you know, everybody's had their turn. There's a lot of people out there that are arguing both for and against. Um, we don't want to get in, involved in all that because you hear it enough, you know, and there's no point talking about it. If, you know, we're not going to change people's opinions because everyone's got their own and they're entitled to it. So yeah. that's all, all good and well. That's it. But what's actually really funny is I've been in this house for three years, Claude, nearly. 
Yeah. I've never sat and worked from the office in this house. <laughs> you so I just need to know this is your first time in my office tonight. It might be remote oh, and there wow. is no video. We're doing this via voice, no video. It's yeah. <laughs> actually a I nice, think, um, it's a nice room to work from. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks, it looks pretty good, um, especially with all the little gadgets everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I had to clear my desk to put the podcaster, uh, the roadcaster on here. Yep. I sent Claude a photo before we started. I got my setup for tonight and I've got my computer, the caster, my mic. <laughs> then on the right, there's my uh, DAC amp for headphones. I've got my remote control boat, drone, remotes, torch, cameras. I'm like, yeah, I might need to clean this up a little. <laughs> yeah, look, um, it's, you definitely don't know how to do things like everybody else. And, you know, that's why we love you for it. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something interesting from your uh, from your end of the world. So um, I've got to say uh, it is a happy birthday to you, my friend. Oh, it was you. a couple of days yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Yesterday, yeah. yeah. I've, made, I've lost days. Would you I, believe? Mate, I, I wake up and week, go, man. what day is it? Oh, the phone's yeah, got this the, message on it. It must be this day. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The other day I woke up and I, I could have sworn it was a Saturday. It was a Thursday. And I'm like, oh, no, this is not <laughs> This is not right. You know, normally you've got your routines, you know. <laughs> you know, that's Monday, Tuesday. I've got this appointment. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And now it's just like, can't even leave the house. So for anyone that listens from overseas, Melbourne's really, really, um, we're, we're, we're literally locked in now. So, yeah, we're, you know, we're uh, 8 p.m. We're, we're in wartime foot settings at the moment, you know. We're uh, 8 p.m. <laughs> locked down till 5 a.m. Um, I was rushing home tonight to be home by 8. I think you've been doing that quite often the last few nights. So. Yeah, unfortunately, work does get in the way, and I have to. I like to get things done and finished. If I promise you, I'll be there. I'll be there. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and then look, it's, again, you know, it's it's that mood, and and I think for us in Melbourne, we've we've been smacked twice now. You know, three times even. You know, so it's just you know you can understand the the vibe of Melbourne. It's not what it normally is. You know, so. Um, we, I really feel for Melbourne. We're both from Melbourne. We've been born and bred in Melbourne. So we love this place. And, um, look, you know, we hope the very best for everyone. And look, we're, we're always available. If we you need to talk to us. Reach um, out. We're, you know, we're there. Yeah. Happy Give to, us a message. Happy yeah. to have a coffee over the phone, whatever. I mean, tonight, you know, as Claude just mentioned, we're both from Melbourne, but we have roots and heritage overseas in Lebanon. And today... Mm. That big explosion is taken its toll. I woke oh, up at 3 a.m. to text messages from yeah, family and friends. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think your family's a little further out. I've got my mum's side yeah. are predominantly from that part of Lebanon um, in Beirut. Right. So we've had a lot of oh, wow. homes damaged, injuries within the family and stuff. So yeah. it's a country that's had a lot of issues, always has. Um, it tends to be like everyone's little war pad. You don't battle in your own country. You go to Lebanon, you have a fight, you leave the mess there. Um, yeah. <laughs> they've had a lot of political and financial problems uh, in the last 12 to 24 months. Yeah. You know, you know look, I, I've i been there when I was a kid. Uh, I was born there, but I was only one when I came to Australia, so I can't say I'm fully from Lebanon. But, um, but you know, I went when I was about seven. You you lived there, I think, when you were in your I lived, team, I lived you? four years there, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, and you know, we, you've heard of wars in the past in Lebanon and and all that, and you kind of you, you, I don't know. There's never going to be peace in the Middle East. I, I hate to I hate to be the, the bearer of bad news, but that's kind of unfortunate for the Middle East. You know, there's too many 
too much conflict there. Um, and then when things just seem to get better for that country, they get hit, whether it's a bombing, a suicide, a natural disaster. There's always something about that country that's always getting affected. You know, just when it starts to rebuild, next thing you know, it's just crumbled again. So you, you, you know, almost say amazing. it's jinxed as a country. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the tenacity of the people, they'll, they'll literally brush it off. Yeah, yeah, they will. They will. I mean, if you, carry on. If you if you sort of know the history of Lebanon through the sixties, it was referred to as the uh, the Paris of the Middle East, and it yeah, got bombed right. and destroyed. And pretty much twelve to twenty four months later, it's rebuilt better. Everyone's back out sitting, yeah, you know, having a coffee or a, a late night snack. Everyone loves to eat late. Not like here in Melbourne, where you're done by ten. Over there, you're going out at ten for dinner. <laughs> for, That's right. Till till one. Yeah, whether there's a war or not, you know. Yeah, you go out. <laughs> still out and they're out and partying. But, um, but, you know, this time around, though, hearing what happened uh, today or would have been probably last, Through last, the night, last night for night, us, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, it, it, it actually had goosebumps and I sort of had a bit of a tear just because, I don't know, it was just really unusual. Maybe because I've been overwhelmed with what's going on here with us. Yeah, well there's, there's a lot of, it, it's shit all over and this is just like shitting on shit. It's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Big time, you know, and um, really tough for people like families and, you know, friends and people who've got, I've got a cousin who's in Beirut um, and he was okay, but he's not right near the, the port, so he's a bit more in the land of Beirut rather than on the port where it happened. Yeah. Uh, but, mate, what a that, – if anyone hasn't seen that, probably Google it or mate, Just jump look on it any up. news feed anywhere oh, in the world goodness. that's there at the moment, front page centre. That, that explosion was just something out of the movie. Like I, I watched it and I thought, is this like a joke or is this real? Because it just didn't look real. You know, the, the, when it exploded and all that, what, it, what was it, nitro – there's varying versions of what it was and what blew up. They say there was fireworks, there was ammonium nitrate, yeah. there's rumours there was yeah. weapons and arm so. caches stored there. Who who really who really knows what it was? And see what I mean? This is exactly what I'm talking about. So because of the history of the country, it, people automatically jumped straight away. It was a terrorist attack. You know, it's just... That's how it's, it's, it's vulnerable, vulnerable it is. Isn't dumb it? management of a port. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's it. That's really what it was. You know, it's literally that. Whether it was, you know, the, the conspiracy theorists were, did they do it because they knew there was something there and someone lit, lit the match and, you know, knew this was going to happen? Nobody knows. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, it's really simple. But you see that and you kind of go, man. We are so lucky in Australia. You know, like we, we it doesn't matter what's happening here. We, we're very lucky people in, in Australia. I'll tell you right now, we, we are very spoiled people in Australia. So I'm grateful for it. But um, Look, yeah. we're, we're here and, and we're grateful to be in a safe country. We're away yeah, from, I mean, yeah. it, we always wind. It's so far to travel out of Australia. Like you can't, sort of 10 to 12 hours minimum to get anywhere outside of the country. And yeah, but. There's a reason why we're here. Yeah, that's right. But the funny thing is, you kind of look, so you look at what's going on now with this whole um, pandemic, right? So all of Australia's got something, you know, going on. Melbourne's obviously the worst hit. 
But then you go to Tasmania, little lonely Tasmania, sitting by itself <laughs> in the middle of the ocean, just going, nobody's coming to us. You, the planes aren't coming and the boats aren't coming. So leave us the fuck alone because <laughs> we're very happy where we are now. And of course, zero cases. They're literally, you know, the whole place is open and it's thriving. So if you want to be anywhere in Australia right now, I'll, I'll, I'll put my money on Tassie. Tassie, last man standing. <laughs> there. So oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's incredible. So, so um, yeah, so tell me, man, what's um, what's what's been happening uh, in in the world of Daniel? In the world, you have got Daniel. yourself a couple of toys. I have, and I'm actually literally just trying to send you something so we can discuss it. Um, hold on, we're going to go. Oh, that's crazy. Switch accounts. Let's have a look. So yeah, we um. There's always Radio fun things. Silence. Radio silence. <laughs> there is always fun adventures in our world, um, especially yep. Claude and I have this. We ring each other with our dumb, crazy ideas, and then one tries to talk the other one down. <laughs> in in four years, I don't think that's ever actually worked. No, it's, I think we're both sort of. It's kind of like you just accept it. Yeah, know? it's like it's like um, I'm going to be sensible. I'm going to tell you no, don't do that. But deep down inside. Yeah. You're, you know you're well and truly committed to whatever dumb idea we came up with, and that's that's part of the adventure, I think. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We'll always do something that we, you know, I guess we shouldn't, or you know, you sort of go, "Oh, really? Do you really need that?" Especially you with me. How many times, you know, um, sort of some decisions I've made, and uh, I mean, let, let's talk so like, golden decision. Claude goes, "I'm in lockdown for six weeks. I'm gonna buy a bigger TV." <laughs> Do you really need right. it? Your answer was, yeah, of course. I'm going to be watching it for six weeks. <laughs> so so anyway, this is what happens. So I do buy it, uh, take it out of the box, all excited. You know, I want to set it up, put the legs on the thing uh, because we, we haven't got a wall mounted yet. So put the legs on, going to put it on top of the, the stand we have. Guess what? It's short, isn't it, the stand? <laughs> so, TV's, so I've got a dilemma. Too big, TV's too TV big for your entertainment line. unit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you buy you know, a TV for your house and it's just like, <laughs> shouldn't have probably bought that 80 centimetre, <laughs> 80 inch TV, you know. <laughs> so anyway, I um, yeah, so we put it up lying and I'm thinking, shit, what am I going to do? I mean, you came up with some brilliant ideas, putting a plank of wood and making it longer and, and all, all the rest. So just to tell you, I don't think I told you what we ended up doing. So I got... A few dressing, um, uh, what is it, bedside tables? <laughs> the three of them slide along and, and they fit perfect, the height, and they just sat there nicely now. So it's just sitting there for now till we get a mountain. Nice, nice, nice. So, but it is a nice TV. Although, I gotta say, and I was gonna talk to you, I might as well tell you now, you, you probably have a better understanding of it. I've got so. It's one of those nano you know, thingamajigs with meant to have like the blacks are meant to be black, right? Like the color. Yep. And unfortunately, I don't know. It's got this sort of streak of white, not streak, but like it's almost um, like a panel of white. You know, like going um, uh, what do you call it? A horizontal. Is it way. through the screen or on the edge? No, it's sort of through the screen. Um, it doesn't affect, like, so when there's color, it's perfect, right? But when it's dark, you see, like, it almost looks like someone's lighting a light on the screen. 
So there Shining is a light on the yeah, screen. In, in those, in all screens, whether it's LED, except for OLED, I think, is the only one that's actually yeah. a live living thing. Um, or plasma yeah. is too, sorry. What there is, yeah. is um, like LED lights that light up the panel and then the colours come on and off. Right. So what happens is if you'll have what they call, it's almost called hot spotting. So depending on where yeah. those lights are in the back of the screen, some are edge right. lit. So the, it depends which one you've ended up with. Some are edge lit. So the screen will, you'll notice it's white. The blacks aren't as rich or dark on the edges. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But more in so, the middle. So an OLED I think is a live living whole thing. So it's even, even black the whole way through. Yeah, but I thought that's what I have. I don't think I've got an OLED. I think it's a, it's a, it's a nano thingamajig, nano technology. Nano technology. It had a whole list of things attached to the side of it that I thought were fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Did you so see what I sent you just now? I, I sent you something via Instagram. Can you have a look oh, at it? Was it was an Instagram you sent Yeah, have a look. Hang I sent on. it to you on Insta. Have a look. Tell me what you think. Uh Send it to me, or just send it to my. Probably sent it to me. Didn't yeah, I sent it to your personal one. So essentially, uh, I, I love toys and I love gadgets. Anything that can have a gadget connected, toy connected to it, something, I whatever. I was jumping on. I was having a look before. So Claude and I, as we said, usual format: cars, toys, hobbies, habits, and a little bit of politics and news. Wow. Now you? I want you to read that description. So what I've sent wow, Claude, right. so you know, is. There's a tuner in Melbourne renowned for being one of the best sort of ex-race team development. They're called um, Fitzgerald Racing Evolved Technique. Mm. They've posted a car today where they've done a stage one tune on it to make it faster. And then they've done a Bluetooth airbag system on the car that can raise it and lower it from your phone. I was like, how did I not know this existed and why do I not have this? Wow, that's a nice looking car though. It's a very good looking that's car. That looks sick. That's what yours is going to look like, isn't it, real? I've got the full uh, blacked out grill with no chrome on the front. That's wicked. Yeah, it's very if cool. If you want to tell the people what you got, go for it. If you don't, that's fine. No, no, I bought uh, <laughs> four wheels with an engine attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, it fits four people and there's five in your family. <laughs> yeah, but it's not designed for, for day-to-day driving. It's more my little toy to go out for a drive-in and, and think, oh, that's why I ended up with a coupe, not a sedan. Um, and... Um, I don't think all, all the members in the family are too happy, are they? No, no, they're not. But, you know, life choices. It. No one's happy with everyone's choices. We're not here to judge. As we keep saying, this podcast is a safe place and we don't judge it. So essentially, you know, we all make dumb decisions. Claude with a TV, me with a car. Uh, me with 4,000 million other things. I mean, I'm literally sitting in an office full of stuff that I don't use. Um, it is. Can I just tell you, this is so dangerous being at home. Um, you know, most people would sort of renovate stuff around the house or they'd exercise or they'll start doing different things. I just sit there and buy stuff. This is not good. It's got to stop. I, I must <laughs> I've really admit, got to put a stop Yeah, on I must admit, I've been blessed and lucky. We're still working. So I try, yeah. I mean, even though there's now restrictions on movement stuff, we were just doing that paperwork today um, for how I get around and the staff get mm. around. But essentially... It means that oh, I'm did not sitting Did you fill that home. out, did you? Yeah, <laughs> and it asks ah. what hours. So for the staff, we've done seven till seven. But for me, right. I got asked, you know, my wife was doing it for me, bless her, she was doing my paperwork, and she said, oh, what hours do you want yours to say? And I kind of went, 
put 24 hours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we are, on, we are on call for support and service 24 hours. We like to mm. – I like to do production through the evenings, not during daylight hours. Daylight is for customers. So office hours, uh, yeah. we deal with the, the front line, so retail, all that sort of stuff. Sun goes down, drink goes in a glass, and we uh, – <laughs> We, we work through production part of the business and that, that's sort of it's, – it's, it's great. It means you do work an 80 to 90-hour week, give or take, sometimes yeah. more. At the moment, it's a little bit less. Normally, it's sort of 90 to 100. Um, I don't classify what I do as work. I think you and I have had this discussion. It is yeah. what I love to do. No. Um, a couple of weeks ago, the- you came in to do some work with us and we were, yeah. sam- we were working, but then we are working through a uh, the Whiskey and Dreams event sampler box. Yeah, I know. That was insane. That's such a clever idea, though. That's and, really and bless cool. them. They've copped a pretty hard year. They um they couldn't run their event, and it's a phenomenal. It's the biggest whiskey event in Australia. I think we've discussed it on the podcast before. Um, mm. This year, due to COVID, they've decided to go uh, whiskey and dreams at home, and it was a same thing event. You had delivered forty five yep. samples, right? Numbered and listed, as you saw. Um, and then they did yep, yep. on Facebook live event with all the makers and the distillers and all that, that went through their products and you kind of worked your way through it. And it was, it was actually, think- it was good because you didn't, I mean, I think you, you had some of the samples. Um, I did yeah. the event Very nice. and it was fantastic yeah, yeah. because you didn't, when you're at the event normally, you're there, you're drinking, there's people, everybody wants to just taste, and the whiskey makers, some have great stories, some are, you know, just sort of bigger, a bit more mainstream. I mean, I remember three mm. years ago, there was an, one of the events, there was an amazing gentleman from Tasmania who made whiskey from oats. Oh, wow. And it was so distinctive, Claude. You, you drank it, you smelt it. It smelt like oats. It tasted like it had bread through it. It was phenomenal. It was a really clean whiskey. So yeah, yeah, right. I, I enjoy the educational aspect. I mean, I enjoy a drink. <laughs> we all know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do, I enjoy the fact that you're learning about where it comes. I mean, what I do is all about where it's from, yeah. what it is and who made it. It's the same reason I buy and collect watches. I like the yeah, fact and, that and somebody made it by hand. It's not a mass-produced stamped out of a mill and pushed out the door. Yeah, look, and in, in, in touching on those events there, like, similar to what you just uh, went through and just explained, I think, you know, this is this is the thing with all this sort of, um, with what's going on with lockdowns and pandemics with all that. It kind of shifts your, um, makes you think a little bit more outside of the norm. So this could be uh, an event that could, you know, events could start to happen more, more so like that now, you know, like, there was the caravan. Um, there's like the caravan, uh, caravan show, holiday caravan. You know the yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the ca- camping caravan show. Camping caravan, yeah. yeah so another one. So I didn't go on it, but <clears throat> apparently they had like a virtual tour. So the way I imagined it would be would be like you know all everyone whoever's normally there, you could flick through and go, oh look, there's this, and there might be a video or something of people talking yeah. about certain things and. Um, you know, and, and I think that's pretty clever. Like, if you think about how we can move forward now, so now people from all over the world, we can go to every event just by going through this kind of uh, technology, you know, where, um, you know, if you want to be in the States to see the, the latest, I don't know, Cadillac show or something, you know, you could pretty much be there. Yeah, I mean, physically being there. real estate's had to do it because of due to contact. 
um, virtual yeah. tours. I love virtual tours. I think sometimes, I mean, it's never the same thing. And I am really, as much as I embrace technology, love it, buy it, I'm on top of it, everything, I'm there. Um, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know that I'm, I'm insane. I'll ring you going. There's this new thing out. And I don't have it yet. Why don't I have it yet? Um, you know, like I'm crazy. Like when they brought out the Roadcaster, I literally was yeah. one of the first in line to get it from the first batch released. And you and I do this as a hobby. This is not a professional thing. We make no money out of this. Yeah, this is yeah. just a bit of fun. But you, we'd, we'd had a setup all done and built. <laughs> This yeah, came out. Like, yeah, yeah. You gotta have this. Why don't I have this? Um, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, and and the thing is, like, you you got it now. You know, again, because you're not normal. You know, why have one? <laughs> is that right? Yeah, you can have multiples <laughs> of things. Have two, three. Literally, as we say this, I was just discussing before we started um, with my wife when I was just sitting up in here tonight. I'm like, I don't really need two digital SLRs. No, no, and. Uh, I've, and the I've worst part is so- I sold one and upgraded it and got the yeah. other one. And I bought the other one because it was smaller, it was lighter, it was a mirrorless, easy to travel with. And I went, you know what? I'm keeping the lens that came with it. I refuse to do anything more. It's just what it's for. If I break it, I don't feel bad. Um, <laughs> before I even took off, I went and bought a pro lens for it at nearly the price of the camera. Bought straps, gears, a different pack. Like it's set up, ready to go. Um, my Rode Procaster has a, a Rode carry case that you've seen, the orange one that it all bolts into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. You, why would you just have it sitting on a desk neatly? You have the covers. <laughs> so, yeah, man. You know what? Though I, I'm, I've uh, adopted Rode big time, just like you. Like the yeah, Rode you've done. I've noticed you've got the whole uh, setup as well. I mean, we're, we're almost. Yeah. Mirrored. it's interesting. Our setups right now are probably mirrored, almost identical. There and I've, I've got, I bought two mics for my other podcast. Um, I want that job, you know. Yeah. So the idea was to go around and interview people at their work with with my setup. Um, and I was looking at cases, you know, to get like a full, the full carry case. So you, nah, you got to let us make it for you. Don't buy it, Claude. Let us make it for dude, you. Dude, can I tell you something? You know how much they're worth, man? Are they out of control? Like six, seven hundred bucks <gasps> for a for case. A case. Yeah, but it's hard case. Like you could use it to. Yeah. I mean, if I was traveling the world or Australia with it, so my it's, it's, it's a good. Pelican case with a, with a foam insert cutouts. That's essentially what yeah. my orange one is as well. I run that for my yeah. camera gear. So all the lenses are in a box, all the mics are uh, in a yeah. box, the tripods, everything's kind of got a spot. Yeah, yeah. I don't really so travel one, and do it professionally, as you're well aware. It's it's more of a hobby thing. But what I love about yeah. those cases, regardless, is Everything has a spot. So yeah, that's you right. take it out, that's what it I goes mean. back in. So it never you don't lose bits, you don't like right now the charger for my camera is on my desk. It shouldn't be here, it should be in the orange case in the charger slot uh, next to the spare batteries. Um uh, it's gotta have a spot, you, you otherwise you lose bits. I I don't know where the, so when I was young, I, my room was a mess, right? Like I, the the messiest part of the house was my bedroom. You know, clothes everywhere, everything packs of chips, you know, just Typical sort of teenage kind of bedroom, you know, TV, the whole lot in there. Never left the room, you know, all that kind of stuff. But um, now that I'm older and I've got children, I've become the opposite. I've become that everything has to be perfect and neat. So I bought this massive desk for for the for our sort of. Uh, we use it. It's the third bedroom we we use at a party, especially now that the kids are home. That's learning. right, home learning. And um, oh, fantastic. So this desk is huge, right? And I had all neat, two printers, 
and like set up the broadcaster's laptop, the whole. And then, mate, it gets used as a laundry now. So there's clothes, there's this mess, and it stuffs my head in. I can't sleep, right? <laughs> if the living room's a mess, I can't sleep. I don't know why. It's just become, I've become really bad like that. So I'm telling the kids off all the time, especially my daughter. She just loves to throw stuff. <laughs> she comes home, takes a jacket, throws it, you know, shoes here. One, okay, come back. Put it where it belongs, you know? And she doesn't like that. She gets angry. And I'm like, who's going to clean it? She says, you can. I was just, really? <laughs> you know, so my, my family's even, uh, you know, have started realizing how well, much you're, I, I mean, am. Like most people, you're home more at the moment than you've ever been. And I mean, in saying that, we <laughs> right. must uh, take our hats off and say, Claude, welcome to the Lama Zocco at Home Club. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You like, pick on me for my toys. Yeah, it's like the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> I know, man. I know. And, and not to mention the uh, the new car as well with yeah. <laughs> the coffee machine in it. But uh, <laughs> I love, know, I love the fact um, that you you don't know when you're going to use it, but it's got rim new rims on it. It's you know <laughs> you should put that airbag system on. that was on that one I sent you before. <laughs> <laughs> Pull up yeah, at a site, but, take course, your phone out, drop it down. But talking to you, so when I told you that I was flying the caddy, you said to me, "What did you send me? What video do you send me?" You sent me one. From London, that's got how many horsepower? So hold on, hold on. To, to bring it into a fact, Claude wants to buy a van with a coffee machine. Sends me photos. I go, dude, great idea. Buy a caddy, not anything else. And I send him a video link for two or three different caddies overseas <laughs> that have had the standard, I think it's a 1.4 or 1.6 litre diesel taken out and a yeah. GTI or a Golf R engine dropped in with running gear. One of them is running all-wheel drive, 500 horsepower in a van. So it's like, <laughs> oh, you got to buy a van. Let's do it properly. <laughs> yeah. Here I'm thinking you're going to send me something that's, you know, <laughs> more practical. No, no, no. Don't no, ask for a cent. Like, I'm not like the person thinking. you come to for a sensible choice in life. <laughs> but, yeah, look, the Lamozoko, uh, hats off to Lamozoko, amazing. What a, what a Lamozoko mini, it's just so beautiful. It's just, like, it's just like having a, you know, a machine at a, uh, a commercial machine at home. It is. I mean, we, we, we both, as we've mentioned, we're both coffee industry veterans, cafes, worked in the cafe industry, worked in the back-end wholesale industry. I still am. You are at the retail end. Um, yep. And what's what's amazing is we've both had machines and gotten them a little better at home. I think you're, you had the Breville last? Yeah, that's right, the Jules right. Waller. Really I had nice, the, the great machines. I think we recommend the Oracle to nearly everybody because it's such a great home machine yeah. for the money. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, um, um, I you, think know, my, you had that. My last non-LM machine at home was a ECM Giotto. Right, one. Beautiful. Nice Mate, that was like the flagship machine you've got to have for home. And then yeah, 100%. I made the commitment when we were buying LMs for our clients that I went, you know what, if they're doing – if they've got them and I'm paying for them um, – I really do want one, and I bought the GS3, and I've had that now for seven years. Yeah, right. And seven I was, years. Seven had. years I've had mine, I think, or I could check yeah. the date on it. Um, but yeah, nice. I will send you something after the podcast, after we finish up. And there's a, a guy in Melbourne working with somebody else in Melbourne who's recently taken right. a GS3 and machined like. There are guys in this industry that do amazing work in what we do, there is mm. Absolute Espresso who are phenomenal for customization. Spec design Dan and his woodworking skills are mind blowing, like just design and artwork. Um, yeah. Those two yeah, guys would have yeah. to be your premium guys in the industry in Australia. Um, 
this other guy who yeah, does definitely. high-end audio, my, as we've mentioned, my other weakness, um, has done this amazing GS3 custom display, custom variable um, variable regulated pump for changing right. pro, uh, profile pressures as you work along, which isn't something that was available on the GS3 but was available on the Strata EP yeah. from Lama Yeah, Zorko. yeah. And yeah, look. The custom, the screen's different, the displays are different. I mean, your machine now and my machine from Lamazoko have a new brain that you can plug into it. It gives you Bluetooth adaptability. You can get up in the morning, turn it on from bed, log in, dial it up, change your temperatures, do your profile, go downstairs, it's hot, ready to go, makes a coffee every time beautifully. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, you know, look, it, it is the next level. And But can I just say that the Breville, I have to say the I really enjoyed my Breville. I, I kind of, I, I miss it in the sense that, you know, even though I've got a nice machine now on the bench, it's, I kind of miss the yeah, Breville. Soft, so, my, so my first basic home machine back in yeah. 20 years almost ago was a Krups. Before the oh, Brevels no and the way. Sunbeam and all those guys were yeah, doing yeah, home yeah, machines. Yeah, yeah, I remember them. Um, yeah, the Krups. And, and <laughs> mine was really, it was an, like, make great coffee. I mean, little tricks and illusions that you didn't know about back then because yeah. you were still learning the industry and, and the, the machinery end yeah. of it. Mine had yeah, um, yeah, yeah. what they call uh, pressure profiling baskets where they're double seamed, sort of you don't see it, but it creates pressure. So if your grind's not perfect, it, it kind of helps you along a little bit to make it oh, a bit better. Wow. And <laughs> the cheats trick. That's but um, my That's machine clever. was really good until I was talking to someone with, you know, Italy and all of that and how they make the coffee over there. And they were like, oh, they tend to mix a bit of mineral water in their systems. All right. High mineral content changes the flavor. And we knew that it was something 20 years ago everyone was playing with. So I tipped. Yeah. Yeah, I filled my tank, <laughs> my machine with mineral water. <laughs> Needless to oh, say, wow. it didn't make it through that exercise. Oh, no way, really. <laughs> and, and, all uh, over. Oh yeah, it, it, it died. It might have been due uh, to die anyway. Who really knows? But um, it yeah. didn't make it through that testing exercise. So uh, <laughs> I've oh, never gone back no. and done it. And now with the LM, <laughs> because it runs the GS3 and the Mini run tank and pump and uh, mains, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. Haven't at that price tag. Haven't been willing to to drop a bottle or two of Sampel into uh, my water no. reservoir and see what it does. You know what? It, it- it's, it, it's like you said. It's, it's one of those gambles, right? Like you, you can, if you if you are ready to get rid of it and you know you want to try it, probably might be uh, you might be on something big, you know. <laughs> you I, know? I, I I think uh-huh. it's one of those machines I have no plans of getting rid of. It's uh, yeah, the, the one no, thing I must no. admit with the GS3 is I bought it seven years ago. It's yeah. as, a, as a value proposition, it's gone up, not down. Yeah, that's right. I remember. No, I was telling you. I, was yeah, I think you were trying, when you were looking, you were trying to find one as well. Yeah, but when I told you about the mini, um, what, the, you know, that I found one, you, you straight away. I said, if you don't, really? if you, my exact who, who words were, if you won't, I will. <laughs> yeah, almost didn't want to tell you who it was because knowing you, you told me. Hey, I wouldn't cut you cut your lunch but, as long as I come over no, and have a coffee. I know. There's, yeah. There's one thing about you that I'm confident about is that you don't cut lunch. <laughs> no. It's like, are you sure you don't want to buy it? Okay, give me the number, I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah, if you won't, I will. Um, I did, yeah. though, get today, and I haven't told you because I don't think we've spoken today or yesterday. I have received mm-hmm. a stunning Ethiopian honey-processed 90-point coffee today. 
Wow. So that was something we what do you mean? pre-ordered a few months back when it was um, milled and, and screened and checked at Origin. Oh, see. We put our hand up for a few of them, but, and there's not much arriving. Ethiopian tends to be a very uh, traditional processing country, and recently they've started yep. putting in a few different. Honey processing has yeah, been right. a real Colombian, South American kind of thing they've introduced. Um, I love honey processed coffees. Um, yeah, this is say, a yellow yeah, honey no. processed Ethiopian at 91 points. Wow. How nice was it? Uh, well, I haven't roasted it. I literally opened it up when oh. I arrived today, took it and just took it in that beautiful aromatic whiny sort of smell oh, comes out in the natural green and it's like, oh, hello, friend. When you, when you're, when's that getting roasted? What are we today? Today we're Wednesday. It will probably Thursday or Saturday, Friday. depending where we slot it into our, into our schedules to get it in and through. Yeah, I think yeah, I, want, yeah. I want to do this one completely manually. I don't want to use preset recipe we have in the system that we've built out for similar density coffees so what what we do just so give you guys a little insight how we take in product we buy off a sheet yeah. we're sent samples from origin prior to it shipping from origin to us we get a sample fedex we have a look at it we like it we don't like it if we put our hand up for it it's we you know we take our consignment or our location and then it arrives in or- it back at port here in Australia. It gets cleared through quarantine, yep. sits in one of our warehouses, and then it comes out to us as we take it. Um, this That's literally true. went quarantine straight to us. So it cleared and came straight to the warehouse. I didn't have it sitting anywhere else. I wanted it with me. Um, now what we do with it is we it arrives, we open it, we go through, we do a density screening check, we do a quality assurance check internally. We go through standard sort of uh, Q-grader screenings. We take out a 300-grad sample, roll through it, make sure there's no defects and sort of at what level, what standard they are. What we will do, we have cupped it before, so we won't be doing a cup roast again for samples, which you and I have done together, Claude. But yep, what yep. we will do is take it. We've done the density check to kind of know how dense it is and how much energy it's going to take the roaster to give me what I want from it. Um, yep. I'll draft a rough profile or what I'll expect the roaster to do at what points. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of in coffee, there's development points. So you kind of go, I need to get from A to B in a certain amount of time with a certain amount of rate of rise. And then I can either have that yep. faster or slower if I want to see more acidity or less. And then do I want to develop sugars past a point? How much sugar? What level? And do I want to tone out the acidity? And that's anything north of first crack. So, you kind of look and you go, right, density is like this, so it's going to react to heat like this. So I'm going to need a lot more or a lot less or I'm going to introduce it midway through. And very much like cooking, as the chef, you kind of tip lean and look and make a decision on what you want to see as a finished product, knowing, having cupped it, knowing what it's kind of got to show us where we yeah, want it to yeah. go. So it's a bit, you know, we discuss that's food and coffee. When we talk about cars and things, it's, what do you want it to do? So when you build a car out, right. like you bought that van, you were like, I want it to look cool. I want it to be branded well. I want it to have great equipment. So the first thing you did was tear it down, take everything out and get it ba- and start building it back the way you like. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and I think um, having hear you talk, and this is thinking out loud now, this, I guess the viewers get the inside of this, but I think um, every week we should do a, a bit of a copy um, a bit of coffee education. So you are a roaster. Um, you know, you develop the coffee and things. So I think it's good for the you know, the listeners to actually um, hear, hear some more of that kind of talk. You know, because 
I think having someone who's professional is something that most people don't do, um, but they use that product. So coffee, you know, you go to your cafe, yeah. I think, I think you order your coffee, but you don't know as a someone who's not in the industry, you wouldn't know how that coffee got there, you know. Um, I remember years ago at one of my cafes, I, I did these quizzes, right? So I had three questions. If people would answer it correctly, they'd get a free coffee. Sort of did a little bit of forgiving when I had you a... You were doing a Seinfeld. In, no coffee for you. <laughs> yeah, in Causeway Lane. One of the first questions I asked, right, how's this? You're going to love this. So I said, where was where did coffee originate from? Like where did it first, first bring being grow? You know how many people said Italy? Yeah, yeah, a lot. <laughs> You'd be I, amazed. I, I think you, I mean, Italy, how long ago Brazil, was that? Uh, this is, oh, mate, seven, eight, probably eight years ago, I reckon. Yeah, eight or, eight I reckon if you ask that question now, you get a very different answer in Melbourne. Yeah, 100%, exactly. And at that, that the time, it was just when you know people were, um, I guess, Melbourne in general, we started sort of really exploring into that third wave and, and all that. And, and it was interesting because when you told them where it was kind of originated from or the theory that it starts in Ethiopia, so Africa and and you know, in the African people didn't even think that Africa or African continents would grow coffee. Yeah, and, and I think so when you explain you, when you, you explain know, it, that's why I have a soft spot for Ethiopia. So I have a yeah, real soft yeah. spot for Ethiopian coffee. It's heritage. It's I'm a bit. We've discussed this in the past, you and I, and on the podcast. Bit of it, as much yeah. as I like modern technology or that, I am at heart a traditionalist. I like things to be where they're from. You buy Swiss right. watches or Japanese watches, but you don't really dabble in many other mechanisms or yeah. mechanical watches because it's kind of like you're, right. you're watering down what it is you're doing. Yeah, 100%. And I had one guy, it was really funny. So one person went, um, so they saw it in the morning um, and they said, all right, cool. So they came in the afternoon and goes, oh, the answers for your question. And da, 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 he told me, I said, Congratulations! What would you like? He goes, I give me a regular latte. He goes, I, I, I googled it. So that's what I wanted you to do. <laughs> I'm, I wanted you to find the answers by researching it, exploring your mind a bit more. You know, it's not. I'll give you free coffee every day. It doesn't bother me. It's about you know you going out and finding out about the product, and and people were excited about it because it would make them sort of uh, explore it themselves. And learn. You know, I don't care if they can do it. I'll, I'll give away 100 free copies. It doesn't matter. But it just educated people more, you know. And I think that's what we love um, as humans. Uh, the majority people love to learn, you know. Um, so I think that that's going to be one of the segments. So we'll talk up there after this. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> sorry, have a just, way uh, to work this out. No, we, we've gone down a 15-minute rabbit hole on coffee. Um, <laughs> there you go. And it's I think not it's, that it's, hard to ask. I think you and I, you've seen the way I operate with anything, not just work, but I, I like everything at zero. Like you say, I bought a new car. First thing I did, yeah. run through it, get it where I want it, brakes the way I like them, service the way I like it. Everything. Car goes off, any mark, dent, mark, scratch, nick, taken out, fixed. Then it goes off to the detailers for a week. <laughs> um, done my research, found what was arguably one of the best detailers in Melbourne. Um, he takes the yeah. car for a week sands it, wet sands it, cuts it, clears it, does everything, gets the car looking, Mickey Mouse, then he puts, I get my cars quartz coated, so they become more, the paint's more durable, it's easier to clean and maintain. Um, a car takes half an hour to wash and dry now. Um, 
Yeah, amazing. So, um, and, and that's that's but, my zeroing program. So that car now for me has no mods on it at all, completely factory, but it's now at zero. So it's ex- the perfect way it should have come from factory with yeah. no swirl marks in the paint, no scuffs, no scratches, nothing. The car is exactly where you want it at zero. I do the same with yeah. our clients' coffee machines. We go in when we take an yeah. account. The first thing we do, wipe the slate, remove everything, filters the way we like yeah. them, showers the way we like them. Baskets, That's grinder it. blades, the ones we like, whether they are genuine for certain brands or aftermarket for certain other grinders, whatever we prefer. So even with yours, I said, first thing we do, tear everything out and change it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, that's bought, right. you bought your LM. Like, I was like, and come and collect the parts that you need to make it zero. <laughs> yeah, that's so. right. Exactly. Um, and, and, I, and I think that it's, it's important to, to get to the, any equipment that you're using you know, like when I, if I buy, because um, I play the bass, so if I buy a new bass, even a second-hand one, usually are the best because they've been worn in. Yeah, they've got but, a bit of you know, a bit I, of love, a bit of tenderness in them. Yeah, you know, they've been thrashed a bit. The, the grooves are uh, actually, you know, been played. And it's sort of, it's like, you know, they say it's good to buy a second-hand car or a demo car rather than a brand, brand new, you know, it's sort of. One that's had a bit of a little bit of uh, love given to it. The, but, um, the niggles have been starting to bed or show their colours. Yeah, and then you know, like I love I. If I pick up a base and it's got scratches and dents and that, I like that because I think it looks worn, you know. But um, I strip the strings straight off, you know, give it a good wipe, you know, polish everything up. Like you said, bring it back to. Do back you to have originality for you personally? Do you have strings or? frets or things like that in the guitars that you prefer over the factory ones or do you like it kind of like cleaned ready to go and then will sort of work out what it wants from you or what you want from it as time yeah, goes on? Yeah, look, you know, well, normally I, I'd take it and get it all set up properly, like lower the action. I was bit of a lower action, so not pressing it hard, um, you know, um, and take it to the, the shop and they'll give it a good, you know, tune and, and all that and, you know, Make sure the strings are tight. So, um, look, I like I like any ball um, strings, which are a certain type of uh, strings, bass strings. I like my strings to be fat on the bass because heavier heavier ga- gauges, um, yep. so that way you get a lot more vibration out of them, and especially for a bass. But I don't use peaks; I use my sort of fingers, so I don't need to. Oh, so you like to pluck instead in. of flick with a with a with a pick on your guitars. I like to, yeah, I like to use my thing. It gives it a lot dum, more dum, warmer, dum. warmer sounds. Yeah, then, then if you use a pick, it's got a tinny sound, like a tinny, you sort of hear that. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just different styles of, you know, the way people, certain people play. But, um, but yeah, look, same thing. You know, you talk about equipment, um, <laughs> and mate, I tell you, best bass I bought was a Fender, a Fender bass, um, Fender Jazz, and it was just, such a beautiful, beautiful bass. You know, I've, I've had Warwick's, which are really the top end, and they're nice. The, the wood on them, the finish is just, if you look at this thing, you just want to look at it, you know? <laughs> um, and it's amazing sounds, but just like the raw sort of um, bass guitars. So, look, you know, I'm happy to talk about music um, as well. So there's a lot of music coming out now. There's a lot of people doing amazing concerts and things from home yeah, as well, I mean, a lot of artists and we, we, we found for the last five years, six, in music, a lot of it's produced at home on a laptop with, I'm going to say it, right. it sounds cruel, subpar equipment for production quality. 
And it, it's interesting because yeah. you jump in cars. I was talking with one of my old bosses actually the other day. I went in to have a look at doing something with one of my cars. And he was saying yep. to me, the biggest problem we have with audio now is it's such low quality at recording, uploaded to Spotify, uploaded to SoundCloud or whatever the platform is. And yep. Yep. you put it on something that's got any sort of decency to it or any quality to it and it your system it's kind of like a letdown you spent x amount on headphones or speakers in your car or an amp or whatever and all yeah, of a sudden yeah. you can't turn it up the track's got nothing in it there's no quality in the way it was recorded i've got a friend who mm. records does video clips i think i've showed you Love his music. Absolutely yeah. love it. You put it in one of the cars or on the headphones here or that DAC amp that you could see in the background, the um, the Audio GD. We've got a Wolfson as well, yeah. a couple of others. You can't turn it up. Yeah. There's nothing there. There's no quality in the production after the mm. fact. Like sometimes it's so bad you can hear the hard drives <laughs> in some <laughs> of the recordings for yeah. some of these. I mean, I, you and I, obviously, you can tell from listening to this podcast, you and I love music. It, it's kind yeah, of a real absolutely. passion thing. I go for a drive to turn the music up. I've got my mate over the road who yeah. turns, <laughs> no music, like let's go for a drive, loves the engine. <laughs> for him, that's his music. Yeah. For me, a drive is windows down, music up, cruise. Tonight on the way home, it was, I mean, it was six degrees, but it was windows down, uh, Renaissance 20th anniversary edition album, cranking up perfect yeah. motion. I was like, mate, this is what music used to be recorded like. <laughs> so, yeah, and that, was, that wasn't that was streaming, exactly. that was off a CD. Amazingly, my my little golf has a CD player in it. Yeah, found it found it hidden in the glove box, but um, you know it was nice. Oh. Put a CD in, turn it up, and rock. Well, what I might do, I might even um, I've got like a few people that I know that are you know in the music industry. One of my cousins is in reggae. Um, he's got a reggae band, and he also records. He's got a full setup at home, so he records he records artists from all over the world. Beautiful. Um, it's so easy to do. The technology today is phenomenal. Like, obviously, nothing beats being in the room together and playing, right? Like that's that's where you vibe. That's where you bounce off each other, and you sort of it's really you feel. It. I mean, I think before this happened, you you and I were discussing this yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I, went, I went to the Michael Bublé concert, and that was just in a room or in a large concert venue, live yeah. band, him vibing with them, them vibing with him. It was just astounding to listen to. Um, yeah, it it is. Look, it's, it's a different most, feel. Yeah, look, if you've ever played in a band or um, sort of been in the studio, so you go into a, a rehearsal studio and it's literally soundproof. You know, as soon as you walk in, you close the door, it's just like mm-hmm. <laughs> everything just goes, you know, sort of dead. So there's clapping doesn't vibrate. There's no vibrations whatsoever, um, and it's just. The best. And when you've got like four, five, six, ten people in the room together and, and all sort of jamming, you just look at each other and you kind of, it's just a different feel, you know? It's it like, comes to life in a different way. Yeah. Like the technology is great. You know, like you could be in, you could be sitting on the beach in the Bahamas and I could be sitting <laughs> go, in a studio. Go to your hotel like, room, record, crack out yeah. your laptop, dial up studio yeah, and off yeah, you go. Yeah. So That's yeah. It, and off you go. Yeah. But I and think but it's, it's, we've lost something in the music doing that. Yeah, it's too much. It's, it's almost like for the last six years, it's mm. too much noise. That's right. You yeah, don't remember exactly. any great tracks in the last six years. No, and, and this is this is this is why I want to talk about music as one of the segments. I know we're getting a bit carried off, off 
track what we originally had time. <laughs> we were blowing that out of the we, water. We said half an hour, and I'm looking now at 55. <laughs> I know, it's one hour. Uh, but, but the thing is, like, this is what I want to talk about music, because music is so important in everyone's life. Like, it doesn't matter where you come from, doesn't matter what you listen to, it doesn't the genres, right? So, like, I love listening to absolutely everything, like thrash metal to classical to, you know, like the whole life. But the beauty about it all is there's no, you don't even need to learn uh, to know the language. No, music, music is the language. Is, yeah, it, it, it transcends you know I mean? either like, way. Yeah, and, and you just, you know it's about someone who broke up, even if you don't understand the lyrics. You know, it's just got that vibe about it. And, and the, the genre is like, some people go, I hate thrash metal. It's shit music, but it's not shit. Because you go to a thrash metal concert and everyone's banging their head like animals. You but know? then, so but then you feel <laughs> like you kind of go, it, for some people, that's an outlet. Oh, I had one of my yeah, friends exactly the other night. Right. He had, he, you know, we pulled up, had the cars, we were um, warming them up before we took off out of the, out of the uh, offices. And he yeah. turned his car on and he had thrash metal on. And I turned my car on, had a podcast going. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and today um, I was saying I had Renaissance cranking. In my car, yeah. because I found two CDs in a box, and one was Renaissance, was a three pack set, and the other one was the yeah. Bee Gees uh, One Night Only Tour. Yeah, right. Nice. I was like, the other oh, I'm so listening to that other. later. <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking from Hard House through the 90s versus, yeah. you know, the Bee Gees classics. So it's, it's two very separate genres. <laughs> there. I mean, you, as we've discussed, and you were just saying then, you listen to everything. Yeah. And, and it's interesting, yeah, that's, that's a true someone that likes music because it's music, not because they're like, oh, I like techno and techno only. It's, it's. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, and mind you, like, techno had its time and it, and it still does. And it, it's still, I've got a lot of fond memories of techno. Like when I hear the song Children, you know? Um, oh, a bit of Robert Miles, by, yes. um, uh, Who's it by again? Robert Miles. Robert Miles. As soon as I, you hear that start of it, you know, like it just takes you somewhere else. You know, like it's just, I get goosebumps hearing that song because it was at a point in my life when I listened to it and it was just a real exciting time in my life. You know what I mean? Like it was just, everything was just amazing at that point of time. And and when you hear it, and this, is a, this is the beauty about music. You know, you always transcend into somewhere where it takes it you back. Yeah. It'll either make you angry or make you happy or make you sad or make you, you know, it's always got its mood, and do you, it's um, just amazing. Do you listen to Coldplay? Who, sorry? Coldplay. Coldplay, yeah, 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 absolutely. I think uh, everybody, um, including you, play. when you jump off, yeah. go to either YouTube or Spotify, whatever, run Sam yeah. Smith Fix You. It's an acoustic version of that of their song. Oh, yeah. Mate, unbelievable. Yeah. When you talk about something done right, have a listen to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, like, again, you know, you've got all these artists that are coming out, but I've got to tell you something. You know, what, it could be a, a generation thing, but nothing musical up for me wasn't, has never been good like the 80s. The 80s, there was something about the 80s, right? It was real. The rock music was rock. No, no, it was but, real. Yeah, like the funk was funk, like in the 70s, and like you listen to, um, to, uh, Cool day, like the um, hot chocolate, not hot chocolate, red hot chili peppers. Yeah, but basically, all, all those guys, the, the the real sort of swaggers, the ones that came out and played the instruments, the bass was a real bass, the guitar was a real guitar, the drums, the guys played the hi hats to make those sounds, you know. 
Um, that kind of music, I don't know, it was just breakdance. Remember when breakdance first came out, <laughs> rap music. So I, I was, I I'm, I'm a little bit day, younger um, than you, so breakdancing was kind of oh, falling really? off at the what end of it. It was there, but it wasn't what it was probably for oh, you. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, been, yeah, okay. You would have been a bit too young. Probably. Yeah, a little bit younger yeah, yeah, than yeah. you. But I mean, I, I was, so, I've gone back to listening to Chicane, you know, 90s, oh, nice. 90s house and techno. Yeah, <laughs> right. I tell you what, if anyone out there wants to watch a movie, whether you're old or young, watch Breakdance movie or Beat Street. If you, it's set in New York, and it is just freaking phenomenal. It's just one of those. It's just dancing, right? Like breakdancing, and it's just the fashion, the whole thing, and you can just see that. Uh, how can I say? The realism of it, you know, yeah, the year, today, sort of I don't the, know, man. The rawness of that era when movies weren't yeah. great. Like I was, I was watching an old Wesley Snipes movie. I think it was, I think it's called Rising Sun. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I thought Again, that was the greatest movie movies. when I was in the nineties, and then now I watched it. Oh, it was a bit cringy. <laughs> yeah, but Top Gun, the movie Top Gun, still gets me now. I watched it again the other night. I was like, uh, but I, I went through. Yeah, having to not work the hours that I've been working normally currently, I went back yeah. and watched all of The Sopranos start to finish. Uh, see. <laughs> I was like, that's still good now. Like, it's one of those things where you watch Top Gun, you kind of go, oh, it's a great movie. It's, you watch Blade and, and some of those, you're like, oh, oh, I watched a terrible Steven Seagal <laughs> one the other night. But oh, then uh, la- hang on. Uh, the one where he was on yeah. the ship. It gets taken yeah, yeah, over. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name. Yeah, yeah. A horrible movie. Uh, Under Siege. Under Siege. Terrible huh? movie. Yeah. Thought it was awesome when I was, um, you know, 15. Now I look at it and go, yeah. mm, don't know how people watch this. But last <laughs> night I I was wanting to put something on and it was late. And I went, oh, I'll, I'll throw it on. And Gladiators was on the list. So I put on Gladiator. Oh. <laughs> Mate, that movie today is still as yeah. good, if not better, than what it was in the early 2000s when it came out. Yeah. <laughs> phenomenal that movie. And the music yeah, is, is mind-blowing. Hans Zimmerman yeah, as, as a conductor, as a musician, for a composer for yeah. movies, the guy is oh, yeah. a true artist. And, you know, in, in that, like we talk about the 80s movies in the 80s, man, so you had your Schwarzenegger, Stallone, um, you know, Eddie Murphy's, you know, Richard Pryor's, all those kind of movies, mate, they were just, I think you can still watch a Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy, any of those. They're still good because they're comedic. When you watch some of the old Rambos and stuff, you kind of go, oh, we're spoiled with special effects now. Yeah, 100%. I was watching Star Wars the other day, the original Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, that's made out of Legos. (laughs) Yeah, it's bad. I was talking to my uh, my eldest daughter. She wanted to watch Jaws the other night, and I said to her, you know what? Watch Uh, it. My wife's like, it's a thrill. I'm like, it's terrible. Like, Back when we were kids, that was that seemed almost yeah, realistic. Oh, but dude. now, if they did that exact movie today, it would you'd be scared because you'd think the thing was real. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then, it was the music, the whole, you know, the yeah. But the music's kind of what set the tone. Um, the 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 prosthetics, the the shark, the everything was just. Like now yeah. you look at it and you go, that's horrible because now – I know, I know, that's right. <laughs> I think I sent you a, a clip the other day on on uh, Instagram or YouTube where a car goes down the road, <laughs> jumps over the a trailer, lands on the other side and boots off in the other direction. Yeah, 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 brother. yeah, yeah. Now that's crazy, done on man. somebody's home computer without an entire studio and a development team and all of that stuff and it's 
borderline <laughs> realistic. <laughs> but, but that was real. No, it's not real. Wasn't that was it? fake. You're joking? Yeah, yeah, that's fake. So, see, like, and, that, and that's something wow. you do on your phone now. Yeah, I actually thought, um, I actually thought that was a real, um, no. a real thing. Uh, so, you know, there you go. Be, being in the age brackets we're in, we sort of see the bridge between no technology to technology. The fact that what you and I are doing right now wasn't possible 15, 20 yeah. years ago at the quality. I mean, yeah, for most right. people, if we didn't say we weren't in the same room tonight, you're at home, I'm at home, you would be hard-pressed yeah. to tell that that's what's happening. I mean, we've Bluetoothed our phones to our units. They're, you know, we're using the unit as a phone essentially. Um, yeah, yeah. We went through sort of some of the setup before we started to get the tones right and too basic in the voice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it should be good. But um, yeah. I've just sent you, um, I've just sent you a clip from Beat Street. So you can, uh... <laughs> yeah, you did. That's bad. I'll watch that after I try and stream it while we're on the phone at the same time. Um, uh, but but yeah. Uh, yeah, look, you know, like uh, you talk about uh, those old movies too, just quickly, Total Recall. Um, the original one was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Terrible. Um, <laughs> like there's a new version now. There's a new one that came out. And I, I remember watching the original one. And um, right, the guy the guy's a phenomenal, like he, he's a legend. Like i got to say, oh, Arnold mate, Schwarzenegger he is, movie. He is unbelievable. Dude. Oh, man. It was, it was just, just thinking back about, you know, he did Kindergarten Cop. So he's... he's these actors, man, that's what I mean. Like today, you got a few actors, but they're not like those guys. Those guys had something amazing about them. But those also, I don't think you made, we made as many movies back then as we do now. Now they turn out movies a lot faster. True, yeah. So you don't know, like, you, you, yeah, you're right. The, the movies don't. I remember Beverly Hills Cup 1, 2, 3. 3, yeah. was it, or 4? 3, well, I, I think. can't remember. Die Hard yeah. 1, 2, 3, 4. Die Hard, yeah. I had went forever. Um, even Rocky, you know, the, I saw the original Rocky, the first Rocky. It's still good. It's still, Rocky's still good. <laughs> you know why? Because it's a sport. It's boxing. It's still the same. Yeah, like yeah. You, ha- you haven't advanced boxing to the point where it's like robots and you know, it, it's yeah, exactly. It is what it is. So the technology is good. Now we have been on yeah. for a little longer than we thought. Um, we're going to wrap. <laughs> That's all right. We're going to wrap it up for this po- this episode. So this will be season three. Season two was, I think, one or two live episodes. We've got a trash restart, yeah. so you'll see it come through. This will launch, uh, what are we today, August 5th. This will be up by the August the 8th. Um, it'll yep. be on social media for everyone to follow and like. Um, if you want us to discuss anything, we're going to do an episode every Wednesday for a Thursday upload moving forward. Um, they might be shorter. This was sort of planned it but not great and it's a bit harder to do it remotely you don't read each other as well yeah and, and this is uh so this is our first first time but it uh but it's going to be like our first thank you Claude, ever gentle. podcast <laughs> <laughs> the first ever podcast that we did remember how uh that was all over the shop so. yeah i mean this definitely is nowhere near like that but it's uh um, no it's a bit different. You're trying to be polite and let each other talk through scenarios and topics as we saw then um but yeah like everything, we're all in it together. So thank you very much for listening. And uh, thank we'll you. catch and, uh, you next stay week. Stay safe. Thanks, stay Claude. Stay safe and be positive. And uh, we'll talk soon. Ciao. Take care, Daniel. Ciao. Bye-bye. Ciao.